The Grace Chaser Podcast is a weekly show designed to uplift and inspire. You'll slow down, tune in, and nourish your mind, body, and soul. If you want to break cycles, change the rules, and heal the past, this is the show for you. Are you overwhelmed? Exhausted? Do you feel like you've lost your light? Or maybe you're just too busy taking care of everyone else that you don't even know how you feel or what you need. Through self-love, spirituality, sisterhood, and moon magic, you'll emerge from exhausted to empowered. Tune in each week as the Grace Chaser podcast reflects on navigating the journey of the day-in, day-out practice of staying in the light. Let's create the space for transformation and healing with a little magic sprinkled along the way. Hi, Grace Chasers. Your host, Casey Marandino here today. Thank you for joining me again. So today I wanted to talk about tuning into cyclical living, creating more flow and less force using the four main phases of the moon. Before Giotto was born, I'd like to think that I had it all together, or at least for the most part. I worked in an office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. I launched a nutrition business, became a yoga teacher, and was just so busy doing all of the things. I went out with my friends. I took vacations with my husband. I worked out. I even had time to read. As I'm writing this now, I don't know if I can recognize that person anymore. She seems more like someone I used to know, but we kind of grew apart because our lives went in different directions. But what I do know is I have a deep gratitude for her ambition. I have a deep gratitude for the foundation that she created because I think without this, the crash that came later would have been much worse. Truth be told, I didn't realize I was creating a foundation. I just knew or thought I was setting myself up for success. When I was growing up, my parents divorced when I was around 12 years old. I was so thankful for this divorce. I know you probably wouldn't expect someone to have that kind of reaction. But the divorce brought space. It ended the fights. It ended the feeling that we were all drowning just by breathing. It brought lightness into the dark. It also brought momentum for me. Well, maybe it taught me momentum. I think this was about the time I felt inspired to never be taken care of or to never rely on someone else. In my mind, I created this version of myself I was striving towards. I would fully support myself. That way, if anything bad in my life ever happened, I had my own foundation to fall back on. I saw so many women, my mom included, who struggled to just keep going, working multiple jobs, who put their dreams on hold to raise a family, to try to do better for their kids. So that summer, I got a job. I also began to transition into adulthood. Well, let's say Karen did. Since that time, I began endlessly working on supporting myself and working a gazillion jobs at once to do so. 
I remember thinking to myself back then, this darkness is teaching me something. I should just go to school, get a good job, lay a good foundation, keep climbing and striving for success. I think a lot of girls my age had that same inner monologue. It came from somewhere outside of it, outside of us, but we all heard it. Hmm. So this is where that always keep pushing forward, keep striving mentality for me was born. It's funny, but I guess I never pinpointed this until I started writing this episode. Like most new moms, my life completely changed after I had Giada, just not in the way I had expected. I left my job in insurance that I held for 10 years, a few months before she was born. My intention and plan was that while I was home with her, I could really focus on building my dream business, keeping up with the theme of striving for success and doing all the things, keeping up with laying that foundation. I was fortunate enough that Tony was on board with this idea and that outside childcare was insanely expensive, so we were saving a ton of money with this option. During that period of time, from when I left my job until Giotto entered the world, I really got clear on what this would all look like. I was definitely nesting like crazy. I hired a business coach to help me streamline my business. I browsed Pinterest, finding images of what this would all look like. And I endlessly checked off boxes and boxes that were on my to-do list but then I was always adding more and more, mapping out another layer of my foundation. And then she was born. Giada entered the world at 8.08 a.m. on August 16th, completely surrounded by angels. It was what I like to call an empowered C-section, which I'll talk about in a later episode. But it was quick. It was scary. But she was out and she was breathing. Funny thing, looking back on it now, I was so so worried about her breathing. I don't think I was breathing myself. After we got home, Tony had another week off from work. So we went through all of the motions of having a newborn at home. We had visitors who brought food and wine and love. They held her while I showered. They held me in the moments that I that I just couldn't believe that I had a real, live, healthy baby. After all, the past year we suffered so much loss. It was very emotional to be holding Giada in our arms. But once all of that started to calm down, I think that's when the unraveling began. That's when the pre-crash started to happen. Was it day? Was it night? Did I shower? Did I shave? Did I brush my teeth? Did I talk to an adult? Did I eat? (sighs) Can you relate? Tony began to travel a ton for work, which was a blessing, but we were a good team. And that 12 12 a.m. feeding that he took was so helpful. I felt guilty for being upset that he was traveling. After all, I was staying home with Giada, and I knew it was hard on him, but I actually really liked my husband, and we got along And I loved the way things used to be. So this was a really big adjustment. Little by little, I started to slip away. I started to crash. 
I felt like the whole foundation I built had crumbled. Tony suggested that we get away for a few days on an upcoming weekend and just regroup. Traveling in the past was always something that revitalized us and we looked forward to exploring new places together. So I thought that's a great idea. So when Giada was about seven weeks old, we took our first family vacation as a way to reconnect. We drove up to Lake George, which is upstate New York, about five hours from our home. We we rented a room right on the lake, and we filled it with every baby item in our whole house. I'm not kidding. Two swings, the pack and play, the snuggle nest thing that I don't even remember what it's called, for the bed, the boppy, the breast pump, toys. I don't even think she played with toys at seven months, uh, seven weeks. Clothes, two strollers. I don't even know how we fit all of this stuff into our car or into the hotel room with all of that baby swag, but we somehow managed. During this trip, we explored the area, explored our new little family dynamic of three. We went out to dinner. We enjoyed a bottle of wine while Giada slept. Things felt easy. One night, we were walking back to our hotel room, and I looked up at the night sky. I noticed the moon, so full in all of her beauty. And in that moment, my soul sank. But it felt on fire at the same time. The moon was so full of light. It was just what I needed in this dark time. She was full. She was calling to me. She was telling me she was here all along. She was exactly what I needed in this season. So I let her in. I turned to the moon. I felt a newfound inspiration on this trip. We stopped in a little town called Woodstock on the way home, and I found pieces of me in some of the little stores. Pieces from my altar, signs from spirit in the walkway, Messages in the clouds. I felt ready to get home and to connect on a deeper level with the moon and myself. My search began with the full moon, since that is where we were at. The full moon is the most recognizable phase of the cycle. It's a time of nourishment. It's a time of embodiment. And a time of gratitude. I think all three of those happened while the moon was full on our weekend in Lake George. The next phase was when the moon began to wane. In essence, she would release parts of herself, she would rest, and she would listen. All so she could build anew again. Oh my god, the phase of rest and release? It literally never dawned on me to release or to rest. No wonder I was so burnt out. Seriously, from the time I was 12, I was building, I was striving, and I was pushing towards success. But I never took a moment to breathe. I never took a moment to regroup on all the hard work I was putting in. Without cycles of waxing and waning, it's just a matter of time before you crash and burn. 
before you are so deep in the darkness, you are not sure where the light is or how to turn it on again. So I began to, began to tune into her cycles. I began to lean into the phases of the moon, using them as a guide to allow my life to flow with ease and grace. I began to use her to help me manage my time. I have always been a scheduler, but I had become so overwhelmed after becoming a mom and trying to run a business, I truthfully didn't know if I was coming or going. Looking out into a whole year seemed crazy when I could barely make it through a day. So, turning to the moon for guidance, for truth, for flow, was exactly what I needed. It was her divine energy that led me through a cycle that was manageable. 29 and a half days. And this cycle touched upon all aspects of my mind, of my body, and my soul. It was her energy that nurtured me and allowed me to grow. It was her energy that taught me when to speed up and when to slow down, a practice I was not familiar with. It was her energy that taught me when to manifest and when to surrender. It was her energy that taught me to listen, taught me to hear, taught me to feel. It was her energy that allowed me to tune into my higher purpose. It was her energy that allowed me to show up to be a teacher, to be a friend, to be a mom, a sister, a wife, a cousin, and all of those other crazy hats that I juggle. The moon reminds us that there are phases to life, that there are cycles that require us to move in different ways. We can tap into the power of those phases and harness them to help us make a difference in our lives and in the world. There are seasons of building, and there are seasons of rest. The key is tuning into your own cycle and seeing what you need. The moon has strengthened my core. Well, she actually allowed me and showed me how to tap into my core. The moon has offered me wholeness, a plan to strive for success, but also a plan to release, to rest, and to most importantly, rebuild. Wholeness is not something you create. It's something you remember. And that is just what happened during that weekend trip to Lake George. My soul remembered wholeness. My core was guided open with the help of my inner grace yet again. The more I began to flow with the moon, I began to watch myself gracefully awaken. My practice has definitely evolved over time, but... I've developed four main keys to gracefully awaken. The first one is morning magic, which is a daily invitation to connect and align with your inner grace. The second one is empowered energy. Are you creating it or draining it? The two choices that we always have. Number three is core four. This is cyclical living, creating more flow and less force using the four main phases of the moon. And the last key to spiritual and graceful awakening is sisterhood. 
And that's creating deep, meaningful connections through a sacred community. I'll dive into each of these in later episodes, but I really wanted to highlight number three, which is the core four. When you begin to live your life in a cyclical way, you create more flow. You lessen the resistance. You begin to co-create everything that you want to bring into your life. So the core four is based off the four main phases of the moon. The first one is vision, which goes with the new moon. So during this stage, we have the opportunity to begin again, to start new, to create intentions, to envision our dreams. This is where we manifest. This is where we plan or we create our mindset and where we align and affirm. The next part of the core four is momentum, and this happens during the waxing moon. So as the moon grows, she invites in new energy. She begins to gain strength. She focuses. She refines. This is where flow is created. Flow is essential to the wholeness concept as it's the core energy that keeps the cycle moving. The third phase is the full moon. And this is where we talk about nourishing. This is where we talk about embodying and gratitude. And we we look at how we're nourishing ourselves. Where do we want to be seen? And we also look at what's being illuminated for us. And then the fourth aspect of the core four is during the waning moon. And this is all about releasing. So as the moon wanes, she begins to move into darkness. She releases her shadows. This is a time where not only do we release, we reduce, we create space. This is where we amp up our self-care, where we surrender, we allow, we reflect and we restore. These days, I guide the grace chasers through these phases. I also work with clients privately on how to tap into their core and their inner grace. We use the moon as our foundation and connection to ourselves and our community. I teach them how to be their own catalyst for transformation and healing, no matter the phase or the season of life they are in. This is still very much a big practice in my own life. There's not a time when I'm not tuned into what phase we're in or what I should be doing for the month, or I hate that word should, but how I should be aligning with the phases of the moon. And oftentimes when students and clients begin to tap into this energy, they start to notice that they too were often missing that release and rest phase and how it feels so good to honor that and to give themselves permission to slow down. And it also feels really good for the planners and the creators and the dreamers, much like myself, to have that opportunity during the month where you can tap into that and you know that you're cosmically supported, where you you know that that momentum is behind you. But you also know that the rest phase is coming. So you know no matter how hard you work, 
you will be given that opportunity to turn in and to rest and to release. Such a vital part of well-being. Thank you for joining me this week on the Grace Chaser podcast. Are you a Grace Chaser? A Grace Chaser is an inspired woman engaged in the daily pursuit of beauty, compassion, and strength. Through her daily practice of tuning into inner grace, she achieves a deep inner peace that nourishes her mind, her body, and her soul. If that sounds like you, or if you would like it to sound like you, I'd love for you to check me out on Instagram at Casey underscore Marandino. Or you can find me on Facebook. We have a tribe on there, Grace Chasers Group. Or you can check me out on my website, CaseyMarandino.com. And there's links for all of those places on my website. And I'd really appreciate it if you subscribed to catch every new episode. And if you'd like to leave me a review so I can continue bringing you fresh new content. I look forward to seeing you next week. Namaste.